Okay, back on this Wednesday, covering the latest COVID headlines with vaccine researcher, family physician, Dr. Iris Gorfinkel. And CIBC announcing today that they are set to bring their workforce back to the office starting March 21st. So roughly a month from now, a little less than a month. So Dr. Gorfinkel, what would your advice be to CIBC or any other large employer looking at uh, bringing their workforce uh, back to the office? What's your best advice when it comes to them returning safely? It's been a long haul. Everybody realizes that. There are federal guidelines, and basically it's up to the individual provinces and territories to decide what they're going to do. And they basically told individual businesses, you decide. So it's up to the individual business to decide. So that's the CIBC. They now have to try to you know, figure out that exact space between making employees happy and generally speaking, that what makes the employees happiest? We've seen people quitting their jobs in droves. People are, have done a lot of introspection, especially those who could work from home. So they're going to have to try to find that happy space between working from home and working in person, which we know gives a lot of socialization and happiness from that perspective. But I'm hoping they'll use masks, of course. They'll continue making hand sanitizing extremely easy. If they have good systems to, you know, make sure that we're minimizing the spread from small particles, that is with good filtration systems, open windows, of course, are a challenge in these in these buildings, a lot of them, but trying to do what they can to keep the numbers down, keep people apart when possible. It's the old rules. We've sung this song so many times before. The numbers are very much in their favor. As far as mandating vaccines and this sort of thing, I think there's a bit of a turn against doing that, but they, I believe they might have had something in place. I'm not sure about CIBC in particular, but we have seen that in healthcare worker situations, you know, not in long-term care in Ontario, for sure. Many provinces have elected to mandate healthcare workers to be vaccinated, which I personally support. We don't have the right to become super spreaders as healthcare workers, but it is left to the individual business to decide. So you, uh, every person has to check with their own employer what their plans exactly are. Yeah. Should one of those decisions by employers be rapid testing? Should that be put in place and uh, rapid testing be done on a regular basis if uh, there is a return to the office? So rapid tests have real downsides. And, they, and the downside is, is that they're not nearly as good as picking up Omicron, number one, and all of its subvariants. You were asking me about a subvariant earlier, and, and you know, the, the, this is it. Will the rapid test, if it's used, be misused? In other words, give a false sense of security. So people say, well, you know what? It's better than nothing. At least we can check and, you know, have people isolate at home. But the question becomes, with hospitalization rates as low as they are, does that justify employees staying at home? And a lot of provinces are looking at that. And I think when it comes to decisions like that, that really should be provincially guided. I don't think it's fair to look at individual businesses like a bank who has nothing to do with public health and ask them to make decisions like that. So I think that that has to go by guidelines from the Ontario advisory table. 
All right, next uh, I want to touch on this a study on boosters, uh, booster shots, and just uh, how effective uh, the vaccine has been in protection from uh, Pfizer and uh, Moderna in particular. Uh, this one study is saying that it is uh, fairly reliable, and w- with the booster shot, it's basically uh, holding steady, Dr. Gorfickel? You know what's fascinating about it is that it depends on the study you read. So the best knowledge that I have is that if you have two doses of vaccine, your chance of staying out of hospital is 70%. You get that booster shot, boom, you've boosted it to 90% chance of staying out of hospital. That's the vaccine efficacy. But a new MedArchive study suggests that it's more than that. Not only is it a greater chance of staying out of hospital, but apparently the antibodies are more diverse. In other words, the immune portfolio becomes better, more diverse at preventing infections and potentially longer lasting. So there's good arguments to get that booster shot. And it's not just about an increase in vaccine efficacy. It is that it's it's more guaranteed to keep you out of hospital, but also that it may be longer lasting and better. Well, when it's longer lasting, uh, are we going to need yet another booster shot? Is the jury still out on that? I mean, if you've had your third, if you've had a a booster shot, are you good now for uh, some time? Or are we looking at a booster in the short term as opposed to the long term, a a booster on top of that booster? Not a one size fits all. if, If a person's over 65 and has chronic conditions, a fourth shot may make some sense. But basically, if you're healthy under 65, It probably doesn't. We're getting to a place of diminishing returns with added vaccinations. And boy, does that feel good to say. Diminishing returns with added vaccines. Now, can I predict all variants? Unfortunately, I cannot. But one thing I can say, as I mentioned, for every variant we've had, the vaccines have remained effective in keeping people out of hospital and preventing people from dying. Now, I'm not saying they're perfect. But I am saying they are preventing the vast majority of hospitalizations and deaths. So that's true for two doses. It's even more true when it comes to three doses. Being fully vaccinated, the definition really should be three doses. Is that going to change? Probably not. It's probably going to stay at three doses. All right. And having said that, that is so key on so many different issues and in so many different areas, not the least of which is to help clear our hospitals out, right, and uh, get us back on track when it comes to uh, surgeries and uh, attending to other people's uh, or other medical uh, needs. Finally, you know, and we've seen them fall so far behind, and that's a serious problem. Personally, I'm hoping Ontario and other provinces can consider different systems that allow patients to gain access more quickly. Consider, I'm a, I'm a GP, and what do I do? I refer my patient into one surgeon for a, say, a, a knee replacement. So I'm doing it one by one. What should be happening is the Walmart model. You know how you stand in line and everybody gets put into the first available cashier? Well, that's what should be happening with surgeons, you know, so if there's a first available one, one with a shorter waiting list, well, that would certainly take down the waiting list a lot faster because it's not an equal playing field. Mm -hmm. If a patient is really insistent on a specific surgeon, fine, but basically that is causing the wait list to be far longer than they need be. All right. got to leave it there for another week. Dr. Gorfinkel, much appreciated as always. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Vaccine researcher Dr. Iris Gorfinkel, stay with us. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.